Real Talk with Grace Redmond features conversations with fierce and fabulous people from Grace's community and circle who inspire others with their stories of overcoming challenges to create amazing. Grace is an entrepreneur and success coach who works with individuals to diminish their negative mental chatter, boost their confidence, achieve their goals, and increase their prosperity mindset. Get ready for a series of Anything Goes Conversations with remarkable men and women that will get you jazzed for life's unlimited possibilities of success, freedom, and fun. Welcome to Real Talk with Grace Redmond. Thank you so much. This is Grace Redmond, and thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Real Talk, where I get to have real life raw conversations with incredible people from my circles and communities who have overcome challenges and created amazing. Today, my incredible guest is Alisa Rapraiser, and Alicia is an author, artist, and aspiring personal growth coach. When her mental health declined, she returned to her childhood passions of writing and drawing. Although Alicia struggled, she challenged herself to remain positive. The best compliment Alicia can hear is, you inspired me. Today, Alicia opens up about her mental health and personal growth on her social media platform and has been overwhelmed by encouragement and gratitude. She shares her story in her first solo book, Share a Smile, Thriving in Life and Treatment. And I'm going to go ahead and welcome Alicia. Hi, Alicia. Hi, Grace. Thank, Thank you so much for letting me join you today. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for joining us today. And thank you for being so um, vulnerable to talk about a subject that seems so taboo for so long. And I'm really, really grateful to you for coming on to talk about this. And I read your book um, earlier in the year, and I was so inspired. And having dealt with my own kind of mental health challenges, anxiety, and depression, it really helped me realize like we're not alone when we go through those dark nights of the soul, if you may, if I, if I may call it that. Oops. So tell me a little bit about, I know I want to kind of get into the story of the book, but what inspired you to write the book? I wanted to help others and thanks so much for reading. Um, I was posting online and people were telling me that it was helping them um, when they were too nervous to talk to anyone about their struggles. Um, maybe they just didn't feel comfortable doing so. Um, when I was making those posts, they said that they didn't feel so alone and it was inspiring them to get motivated and take care of themselves, however um, that looked to be for them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you talk a lot about that in your books, in, in your book. Um, can you tell me, you know, share a little bit about some of, well, share a little bit with me your story. I know it, but if you could share with our audience. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, so I kind of had a little bit of depression, anxiety in my childhood that I didn't really notice. Uh, but as an adult, when I look through like the poetry that I wrote when I was 10, 12 years old, I could definitely see it. Just concerns about not being good enough, feeling lonely, worrying about what others are thinking. And those were just themes that kept reoccurring. Um, and in adulthood, it started presenting itself at work, just 
fearing every meeting. And really, I just lived in fear. Um, at home, I wasn't um, comfortable with myself. I didn't know how to like self-soothe and entertain myself. I just relied on my friends and my husband. And now I know what I enjoy and I look forward to that alone time because I get a lot done. Mm -hmm. um, it also allows me to be uh, creative more. Uh, when I first had these problems that were occurring, I actually ended up in the emergency room thinking I was having a heart attack. <laughs> and it's kind that of anxiety. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. And uh, people were just like, "What? what is up with this girl? She's she's 24. She's not having a heart attack. She's, she's okay. Uh, but you just get those feelings, like the tightening in your chest, not being mm -hmm. able to breathe. Um, I passed out. So <laughs> there was a lot going on. And this happened to me a couple of times before I actually went and got therapy. Um, and I'm still seeing the same counselor just, you know, to maintain that maintenance. I think that's so important. I know um, I've talked about this before. I saw the same therapist on and off for 25 years. And it, it, it the maintenance helps having, you know, that support. It definitely helps. And I know there's a stigma around therapy, but in, in reality, for me, it, it really helped me because like you said, we, we, we didn't know who to go to, who to talk to. And there was always that person there. And then you going back saying you ended up in the emergency room at the age of 24. I can't, I can't remember the amount of times that we had to call the ambulance for my mom, you know, as a young girl, um, as a young kid calling the ambulance, and she was young too, probably was your age when, and when we were calling the ambulance thinking same thing, she's having a heart attack, but it wasn't, it was the anxiety. And then you get to a point where you can't breathe and then you feel like you're having a heart attack. And what I, and if you can share some of your tools, what I want our audience to know that this, this is real, the struggle is real. And there are tools we can use when we go to that fear. Cause that's what it is. It's, it's fear, overwhelmment. I mean, I'm not a, a doctor, but that's with my experience. So can you tell us a little bit more on that about the tools you use to help with your anxiety? Yeah, sure. And thanks so much for sharing. I actually was reading your chapter again, um, from fear to fabulous, uh, before our meeting. Cause I was like, I really loved reading this. And like, I, I see so much similarities in our story with what uh, we went through and uh, our mental health and how we got to be basically passionate about self mm -hmm. self love and personal growth. Yes. Uh, but some things that help me are, of course, just breathing, holding it in, the belly breathing, feeling your stomach expand, and not keeping it all up in your chest. We don't even breathe sometimes. Sometimes I feel like I'm not breathing. Yeah. <laughs> we got to breathe, people. We got to breathe. We got to breathe. Um, something that also helps me is if I'm around someone, they'll tell me to breathe and give me that reminder. Um, I also have post-its around my room. I love post-its. <laughs> like feeling the wave, riding the wave. Yes. Yes, yes, but yes. yes it, it definitely starts with breathing. Mm -hmm. Also, just knowing that you're not in actual danger, that yes. overwhelming feeling is very real, but you're safe. And just reminding yourself, 
where you yeah. are and what you're doing. Um, I lost you for a minute. For me. What? I, lost you for, I lost you for a minute. You said that overwhelming feeling. So tell, go back to that piece. Oh, okay. My apologies. Yeah. <laughs> so you can, you, you need to remind yourself that you're not in danger. That overwhelming feeling is very real. So you feel like you're in a dangerous situation, but you could be at home. You could be at a park. Um, just keep in mind where you're at. So being mindful has definitely been um, a strong technique for me. Uh, something I learned from counseling is grounding yourself with the senses. Um, mm -hmm. What can you see? What can mm -hmm. you touch? What can you hear? What can you feel? What can you taste? Um, you can do it with the five, you can do it with just one. Uh, naming objects is something that's also really helpful. Um, so say I'm in my home office right now, I can start looking at all of these things to ground me and take away from that feeling of that doom and that uh, fear and be like, oh, giraffe painting, inspirational poster, uh, pink self-care reminders, and you can go into more detail as needed. So if you're in a room that doesn't have many objects, you can just make those labels longer and more descriptive. I love that because it reminds me of something I learned in um, one of my coaching classes, and it's called breaking state. So when we are in that fear, irrational fear, because most of the time it is, although it's real in our body, but you, we know it's, it's, it's irrational. And to break the state, they say exactly that, just focus on something else. And I love how you said, okay, focus on, focus on the objects, because the moment we take our focus off the fear, we break the state and we get distracted and it helps um, regulate us. And something that I've also learned, and let me know if this resonates, something just tapping, well, we've talked, we, we've done tapping with Melissa, but also just tap, like, you know, tapping on, on your, um, you know, wherever just to also help kind of break the state and get regulated. I know it's easier said than done. I mean, I had my own, last week I went into my own um, spin and I knew logically what was happening because I had a trigger, but it was just, it took some time to regulate um, my body because my body was, you know, was triggered to a past experience, but I'm like, okay, I'm here now. That's not the experience I'm having. This is just a trigger. So also talking ourselves down and reminding ourselves, okay, I'm here. I'm safe. It's okay. That helped me. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Talking down. What's yeah. funny was when you were talking about um, the tapping I was totally skeptical of like almost all things spiritual. I thought, you know, I believed in guardian angels and I felt that I always had guardian angels with me. But when it came to like the tapping and um, doing those uh, planes like acupuncture with your fingers, I thought that's that's kind of silly. But, you know, what? I'm going to give it a try. I kind of threw it off for a while. Uh, one of my cousins, uh, she suggested it to me and the emotional freedom technique yes and i was like well i'm doing okay with with therapy i'm on my medications i'm doing my regular routine of self-care journaling journaling is another tool that i use mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and 
when I spoke with my psychiatrist about it, she's like, well, that could be helpful, but just know that if you're doing that, it could reopen something that you feel that you've worked through and you might go through the emotions again. For sure. um, so it was something that I thought about quite a bit uh, before I tried it with Melissa during those challenges. And I was quite surprised whenever she had like those sliding scales of like 10 to one, how do you feel before the tapping? How do you feel after? So I've definitely opened up to many more um, methods since then. I can, I can relate to that because, you know, six years ago, I'd be like, that's crazy. Like who does that? And mm -hmm. as I've been, you know, walking my journey and trying all these different methods and then and also getting certified in so many different me methods, they, you know, they may not work for everyone, but I know they have worked for me. Um, the tapping has definitely worked. And again, it's just about breaking that state and something you said about reopening. Um, I think there's different layers of healing. I know that I've done so much work on, on a certain, you know, like I have an abandonment trigger. I have done so much work on that. However, it can still come up. But what I've noticed, it doesn't come up as intensely. It still comes up, but it doesn't feel as, um, you know, intense. And I think as we do the work, as we heal, as we use these tools, like you said, that sliding scale, whereas maybe we used to be at a 10, we start, it starts coming down. It start, and, and we could do that with ourselves. We don't have to have our coach or, or therapist there. Is that right? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and it definitely helps to get started to have someone with you. For sure. That is something that you can continue on your own. For sure. And I don't want to, you know, act like, okay, I'm a, a therapist or a doctor. These are just this is from our own experiences and tools that we've used to help, you know, help us. Cause I think we all experience these um, moods, different moods and emotions from, we're human. I mean, we're going to have a range of um, emotions. It's healthy. It's just when we get to those into that anxiety and that, that down place, how can we help ourselves? And one of the questions I wanted to ask is how, what's something that you do every day to help lift your mood? I have a gratitude practice that I borrowed from Rhonda Burns' book, mm. The Magic. I have that book. It's amazing. It is. <laughs> and that is something, um, that, again, that I was like, okay, I'm not really sure what this is about, but I joined the group and I did the 28-day practice. Mm -hmm. And it, it was incredible, just all these different ways to be um, grateful. And gratitude's definitely been another way that's just lived my spirits and make me thankful for everything um, yes. that I do have that's going on well. So the practice that I'm going to tell you about is the magic rock. Oh, you just read my mind. <laughs> yes. So there's so many simple practices um, that you can do, but that one is something that's so simple and just takes the, only a few moments that I've done it every single day since reading that chapter. Oh, you're so and good. Yes. I, I chose a gemstone necklace that my late grandpa gave me. And um, I took that stone and I have it on my nightstand and I'll hold it in the palm of my hand right before I go to bed and I'll hold it up to my chest where my heart is and I'll say, thank you for the very best thing that happened during the day. 
And yes. if I have a really good day, something that happened in the middle, um, kind of like our meeting today, afterward, I'll go and hold that rock and I'll say the same thing except that's happened so far. I love that. And I've fallen off of that. I have the rock on my nightstand. It's a beautiful pink quartz. And I look at it and I do my gratitudes in the morning. However, I haven't been committed to the evening practice. And you're right. It doesn't take long. So thank you for reminding me of that. And it, like you said, it's very simple. Um, and, and, and for those of you watching now live or on the replay, it just find a stone you love and keep it next to your nightstand at the end of the day. Like Alicia said, hold the stone in your hand or to your heart and think about what were the good things that happened? What are you thankful for? And it could be one, it could be five, but then that's actually setting the tone, like the book says, for the next day. Because when you go to bed with a grateful heart, you're setting the tone for your sleep and then you wake up that way. So thank you for that reminder. And that my stone is on my nightstand. I just haven't been consistent. So <laughs> well, thank you for that reminder. That reminder. <laughs> and it's a beautiful stone. <laughs> so we, we've all been through so much, you know, the last couple of years with everything that has been going on. And I definitely know for me, I've had to pull, you know, some tools out of my toolbox that I haven't, you know, used before to help stay grounded, help stay present. What, what, have, what have been some ways that you've grown in the last two years, even though it's been a little bit hectic for all of us? I'm more confident now. Mm -hmm. Um, a few years ago, I never would have been able to hop on here with you and I, talk in front of everyone. <laughs> um, I, I, I've changed in a lot of ways. I'm something that I'm a little embarrassed about is that I'm a lot less judgmental. I, I used to just have so many set morals for some reason that I just couldn't budge on. And I don't know who placed them there, how they got there, um, but I've just kind of been chucking away at those and just mm. letting people be. <laughs> yes, I have a saying, and it's in Arabic, but I'm going to try to translate it. Um, just let, let, like basically keep them happy, let them be, because like you said, our, our judgments are not about the other people. It's about our the the beliefs that we created from the world around us. And I mean, we all have judgment. It's just, and I've been working on that too. And I recognize it's, it's not about the other person. It's about my own belief system. Mm -hmm. And we all live our lives based on a belief system. So who am I to judge anyone? I don't know what they went through. I don't know what their journey is. I don't know what their pain was. Who am I? That's, that's just foolish and unfair of me. You don't know what a person goes through until you walk in their shoes. And we can really never walk in their shoes. Exactly. You know, and kind of we talked about this, like some some ways that some things that helped you during your, you know, um, going through your dark night of the soul. And I know you said you do, you do writing and drawing. Was there any other tools that helped you when you're going through that really challenging time? Um, something that's really basic that you're not really going to be taught, but that's helpful to me is just. Um, doing things for other people, getting into that oh, charitable, gosh. generous, um, that generous mood. Mm. Because when you're focusing your attention on someone else, whether it's making them a gift or a care package or, you know, donating something, giving your time, it 
takes away from whatever is bothering you and it also lifts you up. Um, so that's something that's also helped me. Also just talking um, with friends. So just those basics and the family. Mm-hmm. Um, I've used a lot of products. So not- What do you say products? What do you mean by products? Yeah, exactly. I'm not uh, endorsing anything, but like the products I've used are like weighted blankets. I sleep with a weighted blanket every night and it's wonderful. I used to flail and kick in my sleep, occasionally punch my poor hubby. (laughs) (laughs) What's a weighted blanket exactly? Huh? What is a weighted blanket? So a weighted blanket has like little micro glass beads. It can have heavier, um, like tiny little pieces in there that make it weighted. I can't think of the exact Mm -hmm. uh, materials that different companies use, but it gives that pressure kind of like someone holding on to you. Mm -hmm. You can wrap it around and it's like a hug, um, something that Chris, my, my spouse would do when I was having like a bad dream is he would lay his body on top of mine and he would just come over in that pressure. So that's what that weighted blanket feels like to me. Mm -hmm. And it's just Mm -hmm. like, it, it just applies that pressure and -hmm. it just gives you a little bit of comfort. I like that. I've never heard of those. I have to look those up. I might need to get me a weighted blanket. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm, I'm actually looking to get one for hot sleepers sometime because they make them in different materials. And since I wasn't sure how I'd feel about it, I just got like the basic weighted blanket that I found online and I'll use it all the way through the summer and it gets pretty warm. So I'm going to look for that special material. I love that. I love that. We learned something new today. I learned something new today. I'm going to take a moment and see who's with us today. Tammy's with us. She says, I love Alicia. Yes, I love her too. And Brandy. Hey, Brandy. And Judy James is here. And April. Hey, April. And Melissa's with us. She says, hey, ladies. And Nancy. And Nancy says, you have to feel what you're feeling in order to let it go and move forward. Get it out of your body and make a choice to feel the love around you. I am blessed in so many ways. So grateful. Yes. And she used the word choice. And I know earlier you were used the word choice as well. Um, and Morgan Kate, great advice. Thank you. Um, it's my mom. And I know, yeah. <laughs> oh, is it? Oh, hey, hello. Um, again, it's easier said than done. You know, here we are. And if, if someone's going through that dark night right now and they're hearing this, it's just probably like, I'd be like, shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> And, you know, again, I know we're, we're not, you know, therapists and doctors, but for, for you know, just dealing with the, the regular anxiety and depression, it's like we do have a choice. And how do we make that choice? I know sometimes we have to stay in it to feel it, like Nancy said. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can be as long as you need to be. And then there's a choice you make. Can you tell me about a time where you were there in the darkness and then the light bulb came on and you made a different choice? Well, it was actually quite recent. It was for a different reason. Um, Just had a great loss in my family. My paternal grandma just passed away. Sorry about that. Thank you. And I was kind of 
real, I was almost getting stuck again, like I had many years ago, where I wasn't doing all of the things that I should be to take care of myself. But mm -hmm. I realized I was giving myself a break by allowing myself to rest on the love seat and fall asleep and by allowing myself to sit there and do absolutely nothing because usually I would be like coloring or writing or at least watching TV and I was starting to feel a little hard on myself but then I just remembered you know I just went through a loss this is normal yes. I gotta give myself time and I also put together a care package for my grandpa and again, just giving to others, putting your time to others. And that that helped me a bit. And when he received it, um, it meant a lot too. Hmm. I love that, the service. And you're so right. I think Gandhi, didn't Gandhi um, have that quote? Is like when we're of service to others, is we do, we feel better. And also you talked about like just it's okay to do nothing, to rest. Mm -hmm. And I think um, I shared a post yesterday where it talked to, talks about we glorify the doing, the busyness, the work, and we need to change that because resting and being and grieving, if we need to, like you had a loss, mm -hmm. it's important for us to stop and rest. Absolutely. And just getting to a point where it's like we don't have to always be doing something. I never knew that that was a trauma response, the busyness. Yeah. So now I know. And I said that to someone the other day. I'm like, you know, your business is a trauma response. She goes, no, I just like to be busy. I'm like, <laughs> um, so there's so many lessons, you know, when we go through that dark night of the soul. Um, and I, I, you know, and then I think we go through many of them through our lifetime. Because it's like the caterpillar, it goes into, you know, the darkness and then it emerges. And I think through our lifetime, we go through many, through so many of those. And I know I have. And what is one of the lessons, you know, you learned in your last dark night of the soul? Um, repeating myself a little, but not to be too hard on yourself. Uh, treat yourself with love. I know it sounds a little hokey, but it really, it really helps when you just acknowledge, you know, this is, this is me. I'm, I'm just a person and I just need some time. I need to care for myself. There's nothing wrong with that. No, no. And that's what we, you know, I want to um, just emphasize is the self-care, the self-love and and, you know, earlier, um, as we were talking, you said you were had a hard time staying alone. You always, you know, wanted to be with friends or have someone around. And I think we're conditioned to constantly look outside of ourselves um, for, for um, comfort and, and peace. And as long as we're looking outside of ourselves, as you know, it's like we're not going to find that comfort or peace. It doesn't come from outside. It comes from from within. And then you also talked that, you know, earlier about the spirituality. I believe that's where the faith and spirituality comes is when we can go within because it's, it's, that's the biggest, le this is our lesson. Mm -hmm. And we're human. Like I know it's like, I want, you know, I, I want these outside things because it feels good. But ultimately I know when I'm out of balance, it's because I'm attached mm -hmm. to an idea or person, place, or thing and it's time to come back to me, 
Is that something that you've experienced? I, I can definitely notice when I'm off, off balance or out of alignment. Right. <laughs> actually, Our body tells us. Yeah. Um, so in front of me, I have this little card. Again, I'm all about the reminders and putting it right in my face. <laughs> and I have this card that says, feeling tired, apathetic, frustrated, defeated, alone, overwhelmed, sad. And then it's pointing to my reminders of what to do. <laughs> What's one of the reminders? Um, one of the reminders is to go outside at least oh. uh, twice a week, mm -hmm. uh, which is hard for me in the winter. Uh, so I'm definitely glad to have that reminder. I can go and feed the birds again. I know during the winter, that's when they need the food the most. That's what my mm -hmm. mom always tells me. Um, so that's one of my reminders. Also painting and drawing. Um, I'm in school, so I'm not doing as much of that right now. But art and writing has always been my passion, and it became my therapy. <laughs> and and, and I, I like how you, you know, shared so many different, you know, tools that we can use. And there's there's hundreds, there's hundreds of, hundreds of different ones. And something I know for me that I took for granted pre-pandemic was I didn't really didn't go outside. Yeah, I'd go outside to get in my car and go home. <laughs> to get you know go outside and get in the car so during the pandemic I had the opportunity to be in nature and the healing and the peace and the how the hell it was a lifesaver during you know those months where we were um locked down and now I go outside at least twice a week to be by the water to do the hike um because there's something about being in nature I love yeah. that. Hearing the birds and seeing the water. And it always reminds me that there's such there, there's a power that's greater than us. Because I mean, who like when you look at the, the the water and the sky and the sun and the birds, like how can we not believe that there's a power greater? And we give ourselves to everything outside, which okay, that's what society teaches us, and it is what it is, but when we connect to ourselves and nature, it helps bring us back to, to regulate us. And then again, guys, I know it's not that easy, um, but we can get to that place of peace. One thing that I don't do is I don't watch the news. Same. <laughs> I read articles instead. <laughs> um, and that, you know, definitely helps me stay grounded. So what is something that you would tell your 18-year-old self? You're in for quite a journey. <laughs> <laughs> but just listen to the guidance that you receive because you have a lot of people that love you and mm -hmm. are going to try to help you. And you're pretty stubborn. <laughs> so you might have to hear it quite a few times. Oh, aren't we all a little stubborn? What? Aren't we all a little bit stubborn? I think so. I I have to pick on my dad. I definitely get it from my dad. <laughs> I, I, I love that. It's just, you know, you're in for the long haul. And something you said earlier is just ride the wave. Mm -hmm. Ride the wave. And so I want to ask, so what does failure mean to you? Failure used to mean like the end of everything to me. I, I used to be a severe perfectionist. 
possibly. Um, it, it could mean uh, the start of a depressive episode that could last months. And now it's, okay, this happens. What can I learn from it? What can I do to make this easier going forward? How can I deal with this? How can I prevent this from happening next time? And basically just having a stepping stone and taking all the lessons from it that I can. Mm, yes, 100%. And I was taught that there is no failure. Like you can't fail. You can't make mistakes. And so that's where my perfectionism, you know, came into play. And it was so devastating whenever I made a mistake. Now I realize, like you said, there is no failure. Um, it's only feedback and, and we learn and we take the lessons and they're stepping stones and we get to make a choice. Like you said, we're stubborn. There may be times we make that same failure, same mistake over and over until we're like, okay, I got it. But this, the failures they're filled with wisdom and knowledge. If we choose to look at it that way, some people don't. Yeah. I, I like how choice keeps coming up. <laughs> I mean, Sunny Don Johnson, she talks about ch -ch 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 choices. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I learned that, you know, I really learned that from her and I practiced that from her. There's always a choice. Even when you think there isn't a silence is a choice. Doing yeah. nothing is a choice. We don't always have to, you know, respond or, or do anything. We could just sit in the being of it. That's a choice. Agreed. Let's talk about boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> that can be difficult. <laughs> Girl, I've come a long way, but let me tell you, I could still um, use work on, and we were, we're a work in progress. You know, as, as far as we come, you know, and I've come a very long way, there's always, there's always room for growth. There's always room to level up and there's always room for boundaries. I've had to set a boundary, you know, um, this week and it's not easy, but what's, what's one way that you've set a small boundary? Cause it doesn't have to be a big thing. It could just be one small step. I'm thinking of a few. Okay. I'm trying go. not to get too personal. <laughs> Yeah, it's <laughs> whatever you want or a past boundary. Yeah. Because I've seen you, you've come a long way. Thank you. I've, I've watched you grow. Thank you. I, I've been enjoying watching you. you. Um, some boundaries that I've put in place are not speaking with people even though I love them, if I know they're going to stress me out in that moment, mm. trying to say that in the nicest way possible, because there's definitely people in our lives who we absolutely love, but you know, sometimes can be a trigger yes. in some situations. Yes, 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 yes. And that means Sometimes if you're in the middle of something, not answering the phone, if you know that person's, you know, going to trigger you, that's a boundary. So it's those small little things. It doesn't have to be, you know, disconnecting the person out of your life or, you know, it, it could be as small as not answering the phone in that moment. 
Yeah. And and something you just brought to mind, you didn't use the word, but awareness. Like if you know this person is in a truth, that's an awareness. And it and I feel like awareness is key too. Just just being aware of your thoughts and your mind is 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 key and that's where you can start taking those steps to feeling better awareness is definitely one of the ways that i've grown in the last few last few years i tried to read like everything i could and like anxiety and emotional intelligence and just self-awareness um i definitely i definitely resonate with that and just saying like you said in that you know learning about yourself, the self-realization, whatever you want to call it, self-development, um, just constantly studying and, and learning, I think is very important. So your word, you told me the word, your word of the year is play. <laughs> yes, I believe it was Cindy that assigned it to me. I jumped on a random live and she was giving out these words of the year and whatever she felt was needed. And I was so thankful to get play because <laughs> I have a habit of taking myself way too seriously. Um, so I really enjoyed getting the word play. I've been going outside more. I bought a pack of bubbles. I go outside and blow bubbles. Um, again, with just like the spirituality, um, I bought my first deck of um, Oracle cards. <laughs> and uh, they were sunnies. I love those cards. They're beautiful. Yes, they are beautiful. Um, and the first flyer that I had was 333, and it was creativity, abundance, and universal support. And yes. I loved that card so much that I kept it on my nightstand for a little over a month and just looked at it every day. Um, so that's one of the ways that I've been adding play. Uh, also, I was just joining a bunch of challenges and learning and playing along in that way. Um, I've learned a lot of the times my play is very different from other people because mm -hmm. I'm so introverted. I'm um, so to myself a lot of the times. So just painting, reading, giving myself time just to do what I enjoy is play. But um, I'm also looking into traveling more mm -hmm. because that's something I realized that I've never had the travel bug. So even if I don't want to go outside of the U.S., it's just fun to go to different states. Yes, I love travel, too. And play, that's been my word of the year for the past couple years because <laughs> I've taken <laughs> myself way too seriously. And it's been amazing. And when we are in that vibration of, you know, letting go and play is when we allow just the flow and the magic to come into our lives. And um, and that's a reminder to me to to just be in that energy of play and not take, you know, things so seriously. So you've given me several, several reminders today, Alicia. So thank you. Oh, well, thank you, Grace. And it's been just, like I said, I've watched you on your journey and it's been amazing to watch you. And it's like you say, you're introverted, but I've, I've seen you come out and shine and kind of write your book and launch your book. So it's just been incredible to, to witness um, and knowing, you know, what you've been through and what you've come through is just so inspiring, so inspiring. And I'm so grateful for you to be here with us today. And just want you to leave it with one thing. If there's someone who's watching us live or on the replay and they're, you know, go really going through it and feeling alone and lonely, what's one thing that you suggest to them? What's just one thing that you can say to them right now that might be helpful to them? Find someone you trust. 
so you don't have to be alone. And if you can't find that one person to trust, maybe it can be your pet. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love my pet. Mm -hmm. So just reaching out and just finding that support. Yeah. That's meant the world of difference to me. Yes. And, and to me too, having that support, finding someone that you feel safe with for sure. And if someone like to read your book and hear, you know, read your journey and see how kind of you made it through from the dark to the light, where can they find you? I have my website, www.aliciarapprager.com. And I have a page for my books and publications. Um, I'm also on my book to dot share a smile, or you can find it on uh, Amazon. I'm on Instagram and Facebook and Pinterest and also Goodreads. <laughs> Beautiful. And I will put all that information also um, at the end of the podcast. And if you have any questions for Alicia or myself, please feel free to put it in the chat. We'll definitely, you know, come back and check on it. And if you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share it and to rate it. As always, I'm so grateful for you joining us because I know there's a million different things that you could listen to and watch. And I'm very thankful for you for being here with us and um, thank, thankful to you, Alicia, for being here with me, sharing and being vulnerable, talking about things that are not so easy to talk about. So thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you too. Thank you, my dear. And again, thank you all for joining us and for those on the replay. And I wish you all incredible rest of the week. And I look forward to seeing you again next time on another episode of Real Talk, where I have the privilege to connect with amazing people. All right, y'all. Have a wonderful rest of the day. God bless. Hey, love. Thank you so much for listening today. I am so grateful for you. I'd like to show you my appreciation by gifting you a free forgiveness self-hypnosis audio download. Part of living the fun and fabulous life is practicing forgiveness. Forgiveness can be such a long and challenging process. My intention is that this forgiveness audio will help you in practicing forgiveness, especially with yourself. Grab it by visiting daretoachieve.com backslash forgiveness. For more inspiring tips, make sure to connect with me on social media. Drop me a line on Facebook or Instagram at Grace Redmond Dare to Achieve. Until next time, keep moving forward towards living your fabulous life.